and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and I am your host, reading today from the Book of Acts. Uh, today we are episode 22.3, and this is chapter 19. Um, we are basically continuing uh, with the uh, beginnings of the church, and we are uh, reading about Paul and uh, how he's traveling uh, through Ephesus and um, through Corinth, I think it was. Um, so <clears throat> um, it's just about the growth of the church and him preaching uh, to the Jewish uh, people and to the Gentiles. He's uh, preaching to both. Um, so we're uh, just going to continue with our chapter a day. Uh, today I'm going to uh, start something new. Uh, I did not talk to Jeremiah about it because um, I didn't, I don't, it didn't occur to me until today. It was March 1st. There are 31 days in March and so there are 31 proverbs. So we're going to add in a proverb a day for 31 days. <clears throat> so uh, I will encourage you on the off days to read uh, your, just continue reading a, a proverb a day. Uh, it's just about wisdom. And I believe it was written by Solomon because he was wise. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and start doing that. So um, let's start out in prayer. Uh, we will lead off with that. And then we will continue with our readings. So let's pray. <clears throat> Holy and mighty God, we are so humbled by you and by your son, Jesus Christ. We are so thankful that you love us so much and that you want to take care of us and uh, meet our every needs. So we are coming to you um, in just complete thankfulness for the gift of your son Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross. We thank you for his blood that was shed for our sins, Lord. We know that it is only through him that we have the gift of salvation and the promise of heaven. So, Lord, thank you for uh, sending him to this earth, and uh, we are thankful for the apostles who come before us and came before us and preached the good word and, and were witnesses to what Jesus did. So, Lord, we're just so eternally grateful for, for you and what you've done for us. I'm thankful that I don't have to take care of it, that you're out there doing that for me, and uh, I just want to be in your will. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful for those out there <clears throat> who are listening and reading along with us and are on this journey of reading through your word to get to know you and, and to get to know Jesus better. So uh, I'm just thankful that they are on board and uh, are out there listening. Uh, Lord, we are uh, putting this day before you and we pray that you will reveal to us what it is that you want us to understand out of your word in today's reading. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right, so today is about Paul's third missionary journey. Um, so let's go ahead and continue. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
he asked them. No, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. Then he held daily discussions at the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for the next two years so that the people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. A group of Jews was traveling uh, from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. <clears throat> the story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books and burned them at a public bonfire. The value of the books was several million dollars, so the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. Afterward, Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go over to Macedonia and Achaia before going to Jerusalem, and after that, he said, I must go on to Rome. He sent his two assistants, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia while he stayed a while longer in the province of Asia. The riot in Ephesus. About that time, serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way. <clears throat> it began with Demetrius, a silversmith who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. He called them together along with other employed in similar trades and addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business, but as you have seen and heard, this man Paul has persuaded many people that handmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he's done this not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis this magnificent goddess 
worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world, will, will be robbed of her great prestige. At this, their anger boiled, and they began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was filled with confusion. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, 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 who were Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. Paul wanted to go in, too, but the believers wouldn't let him. Some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him, begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater. amphitheater. Inside, the people were all shouting, someone, I'm sorry, inside, the people were all shouting, some one thing and some another. Everything was in confusion. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander forward and told him to explain the situation. He motioned for silence and tried to speak, but when the crowd realized he was a Jew, they started shouting again and kept it up for about two hours. <clears throat> great, <clears throat> excuse me, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down enough to speak. Citizens of Ephesus, he said, everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian of the temple of the great Artemis, whose image fell down to us from heaven. Since this is an undeniable act, you should stay calm and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here, but they have stolen nothing from the temple and have not spoken against our goddess. If Demetrius and the craftsmen have a case against them, the courts are in session and the officials can hear the case at once. Let them make formal charges. And if there are complaints about other matters, they can be settled in a legal assembly. I am afraid we are in danger of being charged with rioting by the Roman government, since there is no cause for all this commotion. And if Rome demands an explanation, we, know, we won't know what to say. Then he dismissed them, and they dispersed. Okay, so I had a few highlights here. <clears throat> so it goes back to where Paul preached boldly, which is exactly what we were talking about yesterday. I think that's our continued um, theme here is to preach boldly for the next three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God, but some stubborn rejecting his, but some became stubborn rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue and took the believers with him. He stayed there um, for two years so that throughout the province of Asia, um, everyone could hear the word of the Lord. Um, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles uh, where just handkerchiefs and aprons that touched his skin were able to expel uh, evil spirits. And then um, there were a group of Jews trying to uh, cast out evil spirits in the name of the Lord um, using incantations, uh, and that they said, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches about. They're not taking credit for preaching about him because they don't know him. They don't know Jesus. So they, they're saying, we're, we're going to use the Lord Jesus, but, uh, it's a, it's the, the Lord that 
Paul is preaching about, not us. And the evil spirit replied, <clears throat> this is kind of cool, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Demons know who Jesus is. It's not as if they're walking around or whatever they do. They're not, they're not oblivious to who Jesus is because they fear him, because he's the son of God. So uh, then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. I mean, this, this demon was so uh, powerful that they were, he was over, able to overpower them. Um, but he, he didn't know them because they're not preaching in Jesus's name. <clears throat> so the story spreads and people are in fear and Jesus is greatly honored. Uh, many who became believers confessed their sinful practices and they burned their sorcery books and, um, and the, the value, if you go down into the little uh, notes, uh, was equal to a day's wage, which is, that's a lot. Um, so then afterward, Paul felt compelled by the Spirit to go over to Macedonia and Achaia before going to Jerusalem. And then after that, he says, I must go to Rome. He sent his two assistants, Timothy and Erastus, ahead to Macedonia while he stayed a little while longer in the province of Asia. Then there's a riot because this Demetrius, who's a silversmith, and he's manufacturing these uh, idols of the Greek goddess Artemis, uh, he calls them together and says, he's basically pointing a finger saying, you know, Paul is telling people don't, you know, honor Artemis anymore which he's not saying that, he's saying honor Jesus, you know, in a, in a positive way. Uh, and so, you know, he's saying we're not going to only just lose uh, our, you know, our money, but, we're, uh, but Artemis is going to lose uh, her great prestige. Well, this causes them to get angry, and, um, and then there's this big uprising, and basically, I think Alexander, let me see where his name popped up. Oh, there it is. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander forward and told him to explain the situation. I think he might have been the governor or the mayor. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down. I think, maybe, I don't know. Alexander uh, pushed forward and told him to explain the situation. He motioned for silence and tried to speak, but when the crowd realized he was a Jew, they started shouting again and kept it up for about two hours. At last, the mayor was able to quiet them down. So it sounds to me like he was the mayor. Everyone knows that Ephesus is the official guardian of the temple. Um, this is an undeniable fact, but these men here haven't stolen anything. They've done nothing against the, the goddess or the temple. And so he's saying, if, if Demetrius and the craftsmen have a problem with them, they, they need to take it up in the courts. So I, I see how God is working here, protecting um, Paul and the other believers. Um, and, you know, God will make a way. Somehow, some way, you know, whatever his will is, he's going to make a way. Um, and sometimes it's... Um, through not very good means. You know, sometimes, you know, things have to happen in order for God's will to be put into practice. 
And so uh, Demetrius uh, and the craftsmen have a case against them. The courts are in session. The officials can hear the case. Uh, and if there are complaints about other matters, they can be settled in a legal assembly. Um, he's afraid that if they, you know, they're going to be charged with rioting in Rome. So, you know, let's keep it quiet. And, uh, and he dismissed them. And, he, and they all dispersed. So God, you know, calmed the situation down. Um, and he protected uh, Paul and the believers. So that's pretty much it. Um, I think that, again, you know, our takeaway yesterday was be bold and be in God's will. And I believe that that is exactly what it says here in the very first uh, verse. It was Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly. So he was in God's will, doing what God wanted him to do. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the first proverb. It tells you in the overview, uh, chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4, uh, it's the beginning of wisdom, the benefits of wisdom, searching for wisdom, and the supremacy of wisdom. It's it's a whole, uh, sec, you know, they break it up for you. Uh, in chapter 1, it says, fear God. In chapter 2, know God. Number 3, trust God. And number 4, hear God. So I think these are uh, it's a good way to start uh, doing Proverbs. So, the purpose of Proverbs. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. I did not know that Solomon was David's son. That's interesting. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right just and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. By exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. A father's exhortation acquire wisdom. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone. Just for fun, let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come throw in your loot with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Wisdom shouts in the streets. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. 
How long, you simpletons, will, will you enlist, insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mock, while you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I share my heart with you and make you wise. I call you so often that you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice. You rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelms you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though the, they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes, for simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by har fear of, har of harm. So I believe that this is like it says in the very beginning, you know, fear God uh, is what it's basically saying, you know, uh, not in a bad way, but in a way where you, a respectful way is what I believe is trying to tell us. So uh, it starts out with, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, Solomon David's uh, son, the King of Israel. Um, I circled the word discernment in uh, chat in verse four. I find that that's very important uh, to have discernment, um, you know, to recognize when uh, things are not good, uh, to be aware of it. Uh, let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. Um, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And then it goes down into uh, a child uh, listening to your father. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Uh, how many times have we heard, if you have children, uh, they they fight against it when you tell them something you know it's like always an answer instead of you know at one point I think your children they do what you tell them to do and you you know when you're giving them advice yes ma'am yes sir at least that was my kids as they get older they think they're wise in their own eyes and they think they know more than you I'm not saying I know everything but I have lived life so I think that I have some good things to you know, give them. Uh, don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and a chain of honor around your neck. You know, that goes back to honor thy mother and father. I mean, that's, you know, in the top five um, of the Ten Commandments, right? And then um, it goes on to talk about, you know, sinners will entice you. Uh, come join us. Let's kill. Let's steal. Um Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all this stuff we take. Come throw in your loot with us or your lot with us. We'll all share in the loot. The thing that was pinging on me was if they're going to do that to other people, what's to say they're not going to do it to you? They're going to, you know, who, who says they're not going to, you know, steal from you or kill you, you know? So to go along with the sinner, don't, you can't trust them because that they're sinful and they, they're doing whatever they want to do. So who's to say they're not going to turn their backs on you? 
Such is the fate of all those who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. And then uh, goes on into 23. Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. And this is, you know, Solomon telling us this. And then uh, at the very end, it says, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. So, um, you know, Proverbs is an awesome uh, tool. Uh, and I've, I've read through it and, uh, and I'm starting a new, uh, my book is unmarked. I don't know if you can see that. My Bible is unmarked uh, because this is my new Bible. So I've just started to mark in my new Proverbs. So uh, I think this is a good way to, to get a little bit of uh, clarity uh, and wisdom from God. So um, awesome stuff as always. Um, I'm so thankful again uh, for y'all listening. Uh, if in this moment you have not uh, made a choice to be a follower of Jesus, then this is your moment. I will lead you in the prayer. It's not a magic prayer. I always tell you that. Um, it just, it, you have to receive it in your heart, just like, uh, the, the people today, uh, that Paul was preaching to, they, uh, received the gift of the Holy Spirit, um, and they believed it in their hearts, uh, and they professed it with their mouths. So that's what we need to do today. So let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please, please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I receive him into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the kingdom of heaven. I'm so happy that uh, we were able to uh, say that prayer and, uh, and have you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So congratulations. We, Jeremiah and I, uh, encourage you to get to a church, a pastor, uh, whoever might have been praying for you, that you know that they were praying for you. Celebrate this time. Mark it in your Bible that today was the day uh, because it's a day of celebration. It's a, it's a birthday. This is your birthday, your new birthday. You were reborn. So uh, get to a church, get involved, get to a ministry, uh, volunteer, um, and uh, live your life for Jesus. Uh, you know, we can't be Jesus, but we can be an example of who Jesus was. So uh, let's live for Jesus and um, start today is what I suggest. So, so congratulations and uh, God bless you. Uh, those out there that are listening, uh, whatever time of day it is, morning, noon, night, have a great day and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>